morning, St. Michael's, please stand.
child into the fold of the believers. I was telling the guys out there when we were waiting. One time, just once, and I want you all, because I'm telling you, I want you to be listening. You'll be listening really intensely. One time when I poured the water and made the proclamation, I heard cheering. I heard the angels cheering in heaven. You don't think this is a Powerful spiritual act. I tell you, we don't come to church on Sunday thinking of warfare, but we push back darkness every time you come here. Every time you raise your voice in worship, oh man, he hates that. So I want to really encourage you to plug in today, be a part of it, as we bring that wonderful new child into the greatest chapter of their life. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy.
God, by the leading of a star, you manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth. Lead us, who know you and now by faith, to your presence, where we may see your glory face to face through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hi. Lord, we just pray a special blessing on these young ones of yours. Lord, that they can receive the instruction of your word and hear the stories of who you are. And Lord, that it would sink deep into their hearts, we ask in Jesus' name. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. morning. Our first lesson is from Isaiah chapter 60, beginning at verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. The multitude of camels shall cover your land, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 72. 
Please respond by the half verse. Give the king your judgments, O God. He will judge your people with righteousness. The mountains will bring peace to the people. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. They shall fear you as long as the sun and moon endure. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing. In his days the righteous shall flourish and abundance of peace. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles will bring presents. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. For he will deliver the needy when he cries. He will spare the poor and needy. He will redeem their life from oppression and violence. And he shall live, and the gold of Sheba will be given to him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. Our second reading this morning is taken from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, commencing in verse 1. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose 
which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, that you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will, be, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, The star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. You may be seated. I'm here before you today to do the job God's called me to do. (laughs) And my job is uh, to inform you and teach you so that you can make wise decisions and adjust your course according to God's will in your life. It's not an easy job because the things that I share with you are things I've had to go through in my own life things I've had to overcome. And I want to share a few secrets that God is giving me to to keep my course and my path upright before God, which is not an easy thing. Uh, 
my first point, I have four points to make to you. Now, my first point is that God wants us to be fearless. He does not want us to have fear. Now, I've joked about, you know, the COVID and all that. This is not about this. This is about being fearless before God. And how do you become fearless before God? Well, you have to know who he is. You can't be fearless unless you know the creator of heaven and earth. And even when you know the creator of heaven and earth, many times you'll be struck with fear. You'll be in places where maybe you feel your life is in danger. Maybe you're battling a sickness. Maybe your children are going off course and you can't stop them. There's a numerous things that can happen that cause you to be gripped with fear. But see, God is calling us to be fearless. And the way that you fight fear is you build a relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is, what can man do to me? What do I really have to fear? Let's say you're going uh, you, to lose your job and you're going to have no money. <laughs> I've, had to, I've had that happen. Do you fear? Of course you fear. It grips you, especially when you have a lot of mouths to feed. But then you have to come to your senses. And you have to realize who you're serving. You're serving the creator of heaven and earth. You're serving a God who wants to direct your path daily. And you must build that relationship with God. And in Psalm 56, it says, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what can flesh do to me. So you have to make that confession. You have to speak to the principalities and powers around you that are attacking you. I'm not going to fear. And in verse 9, he, he goes on to say, This I know because God is for me. In God I will praise His word. In the Lord I will praise His word. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Well, there's a key here. He says you have to praise His word. The word that he gives you, you have to grab hold of and give him thanks for that. Sometimes the word might not be the greatest word you ever heard. But you have to grab hold of that and know that God knows more about your life than you know. If it was up to us to direct our path, I'm sure we would all be in a different place than we are today. We'd have more than our hearts could ever imagine as far as the material. But spiritually, we would probably be bankrupt. So God knows who we are, and he's causing us, calling us to be fearless and to build that relationship with him. Um, my text now is going to move to Psalm 27. And this is my point two. It's a point that uh, might be controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. You have to be fatherless. 
You need to be fatherless. Wow, I don't like that. You know, I, I don't have a father now. My father's gone, so I am fatherless. But I learned this principle when my father was still alive. And my father was the most helpful man. He would do anything for me. And my mother also. Many a times I need large amounts of money, they would give it to me. But there comes a point where your parents, your father and your mother cannot help you anymore. There's nothing, God is going to put you in places where your parents aren't going to have the answers for you or have the ability to get you out of trouble. And in that Psalm 27, it, it says, when your mother and father forsake you, then I will be your father. Not so much that my parents forsook me, but they weren't able to help me. It was beyond their ability. And so what God is wanting us to realize is that we all need to be fatherless so that we can have God be our father. He says, I will be a father to the fatherless. Now, I want him on my side. I want him to do what my father would do for me, but he has more ability. He has more ways to fix my situation than I do. That psalm is, a, is an amazing psalm. and It starts out, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. See, that's a picture of a fatherless person. The Lord becomes your light. He becomes your salvation. Everything revolves around him in your life. And you build this relationship so that you can be fearless. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. You're going to be in places in your life where you're going to think an army has encamped against you. That you're up against something that you have no ability to get out of. And the situation might look very bad for you and maybe your family. But see, this David here is saying, I don't care if an army is encamped against me. I'm not going to fear. It doesn't matter what I face. I'm in God's hands. I've had to have that happen in my life. No one could help me. I was in a place where my wife couldn't help me. Bishop couldn't help me. My parents couldn't help me. And I had to come to the really, uh, realization that there's only one person who can help me, and that's God. And I had to say to myself, well, what's the worst thing that could happen to me? And it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. But I started to think to myself, well, I'll just serve God wherever I am. 
If I have to go to prison, I'll serve God there. You get peace when that happens to you in your life. Because it's no longer your strength, you become fearless. There's nothing the enemy can throw at you when you're fearless. He can lie to you. He can make stories up. He can tell you you're going to die. You're not going to make it. You're going to lose your job. He can tell you every lie from the pit of hell, and you'll be fearless. You'll laugh at him. You'll tell him, I serve the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and my life is in his hand. That's where we want to be, right? That's point two. Point three, you're going to love this one. You will suffer. You're going to have to suffer. Boy, I hate saying that. But every single person in this earth, has to suffer. And in God, the suffering is for our good. Let's uh, turn over to First Peter, because I, I like the way he says it. Verse, First Peter, chapter uh, one, verse six. You have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested with, by fire, may be found to the praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We need to see our suffering as God working in our lives. God perfecting the things that he wants to perfect in our lives. Because the Lord has called us to be a witness to the outside world. He's called us to preach the gospel. And the way you do that is by your life. It's fine to pass out tracts or to go door to door. But where you're going to have your best success is by being a light to those around you. And by people seeing how you react under fire and pressure. Do you buckle? Do you break? Verse 13 of Peter says, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as you did in your ignorance. You know, Bishop, I bring a lot of suffering on myself. Can you say that honestly? I bring suffering on myself because my flesh does not want to obey. It does not want to obey. There's things that I want to do that God says, no, Father House, you cannot do. And there lies the trial. 
It's so much easier just to get over it, just to obey. Because once you step out in faith and you say, I'm going to obey the Lord, the enemy, the enemy leaves you. But he's called us to be a holy people, a people set apart, a people that's a light to those around us. And we have to be tested by fire. We have to pass the test in life. And then God brings reward. There's nothing you can do for God that he's not going to reward you for. There will always be reward. Point four. It's my last point. Is you have to believe and acknowledge miracles. You have to know that God is on your side and that God is moving. And there are miracles happening all the time. And, you know, we don't acknowledge them. We kind of just brush them off a lot of times. Like, oh, that's nice that that happened. But I believe in miracles. I believe God intervenes in my life and in your life. That he directs your path. That he causes suffering for a season. I could tell you of a few miracles here today, which I think I will. I have, I call it my COVID miracle. And that's one of my sons was off, going off the deep end. And uh, I got him in rehab and all that, you know, all that stuff. But it's been one year sober living, working hard, raising his children, loving his life. And I know it's a miracle. I couldn't help him. I couldn't fix it. In fact, I just said, I'm not helping you. Tell your wife and kids they're moving in with us and forget you. We're not going to put up with that. (laughs) You're not going to destroy my grandchildren and my daughter. That was, I call that my COVID miracle. And it's been a whole year, praise God. There's another miracle sitting back here too. Her name is Katie. She's passed the test. You know, she, uh, I've been very, pretty much involved in her life for quite a, quite a few years. And uh, she's a person who's been tested. She went through a dark place in her life. And she led our worship here for many years. And this is for all the worship people who lead worship here. The enemy is going to whisper to you. He always wants to cause problems in the worship, Bishop. So he tries to get people thinking the wrong things, like, oh, they don't, maybe they don't appreciate me. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I went to school and was trained, and now I work at a hotel checking people in. Lord, this doesn't seem right. Testings, testings. Well, uh, this was quite a while ago. We, were, uh, we have a food ministry here. It's a beautiful food ministry. But 
There was no helpers. And Katie and Micah would come down and help all the time. And I didn't pay any attention to it. I didn't really care about it. And then the Lord woke me up one day and said, The church needs to wake up, Jim. We need to start serving those around us here. And so I got all excited and I started promoting our our ministry here to get people involved. Well, one week Katie Katie was out there and I'm just going like, Lord, you want to bless Katie. You want to bless her. And so uh, I said, can I pray for you? And she said, yeah. And I go, well, I had a couple of questions first, but then I said, can I pray that you get pregnant? And I prayed for her. And a month later, I get a call from her. She's going, Father Jim, you're the first one we're calling. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Hallelujah. She was, God had saw her trials. God had saw her faithfulness. God had saw the enemy attack her as she led worship here and tried to confuse her. That happens, guys. If you're going to be a worship leader, the enemy is going to attack you, and you have to be strong enough to say, I'm not listening to you. I'm leading the people in the presence of God. And so today, I'm excited, Bishop, because I see this as a miracle in our church, that God is taking this godly woman and put her through the fire and tested her and proved her, and he's blessed her abundantly. She has a beautiful child now. Husband, it's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, this is what God wants to do for you. He wants to do miracles in your life. And if you're suffering right now, if you're fearful, allow this instruction today, this instruction from the Lord. This is from Him, guys. This is not from me. He wants you to be fearless. He wants you to be able to look problems right in the face and say, I don't care. I'm serving the Lord. He wants you to be fatherless. That you depend on your father for your every need. That when you have a problem and you need to go to someone... You go to your Father, the Creator of heaven and earth. And you're going to suffer. Sorry. But take that suffering. Take that suffering and make it a blessing. Give God thanks. And just ask the Lord to work in your life. You know, waiting is... Nobody likes to wait. But God seems to want us to wait, to wait on him. And that's part of it. And then acknowledge and believe that God wants to move miraculously in your life. Amen. Thank you. Friends and family can come forward for baptism. Friends and family can come on up for uh, baptism. Thank <clears throat> you.
We do have a baby, right? Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. That's what always happens. The last one here, the baby. I want to be up here. All right. Who's uh, the photographer? You've got to have a photographer, at least one. Everybody's got a camera in their phone. Okay, there's, there's one, there's two, at least two. Probably one from over here. Okay, where are we? <clears throat> The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? I will. Will you, by your prayers and, and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? I will, with God's help. You renounce Satan. All the spiritual forces of wickedness rebel against God. I renounce them. You renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God. I renounce them. You renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God. I renounce them. And do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? I do. Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? All right, please, the congregation, will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support Abigail and her life in Christ? Yes. Well, good, stand up. Let us join with those who are committing themselves to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. You believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers? I will, with God's help. And will you persevere in resisting evil, and whatever you fall in the sin, repent? And return to the Lord? I will, with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will, with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will, with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? 
I will with God's help. Let us now pray for these persons who are here to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open her heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill her with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep her in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach her to love others in the power of the spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send her into the world and witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring her to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. <clears throat> the Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord. It is right to give him thanks and praise. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection, from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. <clears throat> by it, we share in his resurrection, and through it, we're reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing him in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray. <clears throat> By the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who were cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Okay. Who's holding this child? This is uh, Father Mark Finley, a uh, wonderful close friend of ours and an able minister of the gospel himself who will be holding child. Okay. okay. Abigail, Joel, and Samson, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son. Usually on the second time they cry. And the Holy Spirit. There's the oil. Amen. You were sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin. Raised her to a new life in grace. Sustain her, O Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Give her an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, the spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. <laughs> this is an attack, trust me. <laughs> Let us welcome the newly baptized. 
we receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. With your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace and congratulate this beautiful couple and this wonderful child. Hell yeah. Well, listen. What a uh, what a wonderful morning we have the opportunity to all be involved in in uh, something as wonderful as this. And uh, I'm sure with uh, <clears throat> all the creative juices flowing in her mother, that Abigail will probably also be uh, one of those creative, worshipful types. And uh, we're really thankful for that. Where's our able deacon? Anything to announce, Phil? Yeah, we have a uh, meeting next Saturday at 9 a.m. Correct, 9 a.m., Debbie? 10, 8 a.m.? No, I'm kidding. It's up here on the board. 10 a.m. next week. And then um, there's a men's meeting the following week on the 21st. Why is ours at 9? <laughs> and remember, those meetings are downstairs. They're not up here. Yeah, they're downstairs. They'll be downstairs. And then um, one last thing, youth retreat uh, is coming up shortly. See Thomas Patterson for that. And you can sponsor a youth, too. That would be great to sponsor someone to go. And Okay. To our theme for the youth retreat, and it is building a dynamic relationship with Jesus. <laughs> You're on point. Hallelujah. That's awesome. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, we do need payment in from parents. We try to minimize costs per family as much as possible. So $75 per youth. Um, I'm going to introduce the whole church to this as well. Of course, with facilities and food and gas and everything happening, um, with fundraising that we've already done, 
Um, we do need to raise about another $4,500 for this retreat to happen cohesively and well. So um, if anyone would love to give to that, it is open. Please feel free. Absolutely. Um, we do have one more fundraiser we're doing before the youth retreat, and it's called Parents' Night Out. So um, I'm going to take all of your free babysitting and bring them here, and then you can pay them to babysit here. <laughs> So we're going to have ages 2 to 12 downstairs. Feel free to share with your friends and your family. Anyone who has kids 2 to 12, um, it's going to be 30 costs for the first child max, 60 bucks for families. So there are some families who actually can score doing this. Um, we're going to have games and pizza. We're going to do movie form, but it's from 6 to 9. Um, and we're going to be doing it on uh, February 20th. So anybody wants more details, we do have flyers. We can't get everything out to you guys but we want to make sure um, we're keeping everybody active and raising funds, and this is a great way uh, to make sure that we keep everybody in community together, too. Thank you. Amen, Thomas. You and Chris are really good at what they do with these youth, and, but what drives it uh, to some degree is always finances, and that's the part that we can play. Even if you don't have a child that's involved, you may someday, and you probably already have. The way I figure it, just for my kids, particularly my boys, I own for the next four generations. You might be in the same boat. Uh, we do have Acolyte training this uh, today after church, directly after church. So see me and uh, Eric right after church. <coughs> Let's prepare for our offering. We have a screen for that. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name, but do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. For such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. And it's made ready for those who love him, for those who want to love him even more. Come if you have much faith and come if you have little. Come if you've been here often and those who haven't been here long, you who've tried to follow, you who failed, come here because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his will that those who want him should meet him Right here. Come to the table. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he's freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works for you, call us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and we join in their unending hymn of praise. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so may we become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he's given up to death, he death he freely accepted. He took bread and gave you thanks, and he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
Later, when supper was ended, he took the cup, and he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink this all of This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world and make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig and all of the clergy. Remember especially those who are sick or infirmed in spirit, soul, or body. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. And as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs, all the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father. And we have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Amen.
and uh, yeah, what a wonderful service. What a what a word that from Father House. I just want to sing that one more time through, and I just want you to, uh, if you felt like I did, and I I, I know you, several of you did, you pointed out, just really receive Him in that, really offer it up to Him in thanksgiving. Know that the God really, He really wants to touch you in a special way. He wants to touch you in a special way. You receive it. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell, Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls.
Remember the gospel, God is in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. He loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And best of all, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. The blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. And may you always. Amen.